0: Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton.
1: Congress just changed the rules for retirement savers again. Welcome here to Success in the New Retirement. That's what we're tackling today here with Damon and Matt. And uh, guys, am I the only one who gets a little bit skeptical when I hear that Congress has changed something up on us again? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you don't you don't know what the ulterior motives are, right? Right, no, is yeah. it, is it- Is it good or bad? Is it it designed to end up taking more money out of my pocket? What's the end game? I
0: always package it, you know, real nice, right? Yeah. Spin it to sound really good. Mm -hmm. The secure act. And
1: we're going to talk about more of what that means. But guys, really, truly, they did kind of sneak this one in. Over the holidays, I think when people were more focused on family, shopping, those kinds of things, they did kind of rush it through at the last minute last year. And that's why I think a lot of people are not even familiar with what happened here. So let's break it down for our listeners today. Again, it's big changes in how we plan for retirement, affecting several different things. But Congressman Kevin Brady actually led the charge on this in Washington and explained the thinking behind the new law.
2: Our workforce has changed dramatically over the past few years. Americans are living and working longer, so our bill eliminates the current age limits for making contributions to traditional IRAs, allowing older Americans to continue to save. This bill will also give older Americans more time before they're required to start pulling from their accounts, increasing the age from 70 and a half under current law to instead 72 years of age.
1: All right, he mentioned one of the biggies there, guys. They are changing that RMD age. Just how big of a deal is this?
2: I don't know if it's a huge deal. I mean, again, I think it makes it a little bit more simple. It takes easier away to that understand half
1: age, right? <laughs>
2: right. We went from 70 and a half, which I don't know how they came up with that to just putting at the round age of 72. And again, as you could hear in the clip, people are living longer. So the idea behind that is, okay, let's extend out when people can delay taking their money from their IRA accounts. And start doing those distributions a little bit longer. But it's not a huge increase. I mean, again, Mm -hmm. a year and a half. So it's not a big deal, but it did affect a couple of our clients. I had one client that had signed paperwork, was ready to start his distributions in January. And then we got notifications in January that, hey, this client does not is not required to take any distributions. And okay. so we had to circle back and say, oh, hey, yeah, you know, all that paperwork and stuff we did in, in preparation. Well, this law changes that. So what do you want to do? Do you want to still take distributions or you want to defer it? And they still want to defer it. So we, we canceled all that. And now he can push that money out for another year and a half and let it grow.
1: Okay. So positive change there, it sounds like, guys. And uh, for people doing Roth conversions and things like that, I mean, it does give them another, what, 18 months to make some of those decisions?
0: Absolutely. And I, I think that is one of the big things that people that are in retirement or close to retirement should be looking at with the current tax laws that we have. I mean, these are the lowest tax rates we've had in 50-plus in years. And we are sitting at an opportunity where a lot of people who are going to have to take money from their, their IRAs at some point, either at 72 now or before in retirement, can start to take money from there and pay lower taxes. right? So if you're faced with the decision of paying 12% now or 25% later, Obviously, someone wants to do less now. Sure, yeah. And so this Roth conversion is something that if you are close to retirement or you are retired and you're not looking at as part of your plan, you really need to be because becoming tax efficient is going to help you now and in the future and keep more dollars in your pocket.
2: But I think you have to be really strategic about how you do those Roth conversions. I was Mm -hmm. just meeting with a client this week. It was a brand new person that had come in and was visiting with us and he was like i think taxes are going to be higher in the future so i want to convert my entire ira and i said i agree i think taxes will be higher in the future we definitely want to put money into roth accounts so they can grow tax-free but here's the problem if you convert it all in one year you're going to bump yourself up not one tax bracket, but up up two higher tax brackets.
1: Oh, okay.
2: And he's like, yeah, but taxes are going to be higher. And I was like, I understand, but you're going to take yourself from 12% all the way up to 24% if you convert all of this in one year. Hmm. And so he then spent the next 10 minutes or so just me trying to teach him and help him understand that if he does part of it this year, part of it next year, part of it the year after that, that he can gradually move everything over into Roth accounts, but without bumping up into those higher tax brackets. And so the light bulb kind of went on, and he's like, oh, okay, now I understand, because his plan was to convert $200,000 in one year, and if you did that... That is literally like getting a $200,000 bonus or a paycheck, and so it goes right on your tax return, and it gets added to any other income you have, and that can really mess up your Medicare benefits, it can mess up Social Security taxation, there's a lot of problems that that can cause if you're not paying attention.
0: Well, and, and our current tax laws are good right now, at least, till 2025, so right now we have five years to do some of these Roth conversions before taxes are going to be looked at again, or... Potentially when we get a new president, if they decide that uh, they don't like the current tax rates, then they may look at that too. So there is a, a window of time and it's important and to really be looking at that right now.
1: Again, be strategic about these moves and don't put yourself in a worse tax situation, just making some of those knee-jerk reactions right now. That's the advantage of working with an advisor, guys. And one of the other things that you're working with with your clients right now as a result of this SECURE Act actually affects our estate planning. Explain what Congress
0: did with the Stretch IRA. Well, you know, usually people are going to leave something to their heirs. Yeah. And this whole wealth transfer, um, most of the time, uh, especially for baby boomers who have 60, 70, 80% of their money that's never been taxed in these IRAs, that's where they're going to leave money to their heirs. And it used to be that an heir, you know, the second generation, so your children, um, your spouse has not been affected. They can mm-hmm. still inherit an IRA as if it was their own. Okay. But now when you get to the kids or to grandkids or, or whatever, they used to be able to take that IRA money, and let's say it was $300,000 divided by three kids, uh, each getting a hundred thousand dollars, and they could take that and make it their own beneficiary IRA. And each child could choose how do I want this to be taxed? I could take the lump sum, which is going to make a huge tax bill right then, mm-hmm. or I can spread it out over my lifetime. and I can choose when I'm to take the, when I'm going to incur that tax and but I, the only thing I have to do is take a required minimum distribution. Okay. Well, now what they said is that you can still take that as an inherited IRA, but now that has to be paid out and spent over 10 years now instead of your entire lifespan. Oh, okay. And so potentially that may cause higher taxation. I mean, we just were talking about how we think taxes are going up in the future. And so now people who want to leave money to their heirs, they may want to be looking at how should I be doing that? Uh, should I be doing that in an IRA and I'm, am I going to leave a tax problem? Or are there some things I can do to create some tax solutions and leave more of these dollars in my pocket and my, my heir's pocket?
1: Well, because you think about uh, when kids or grandkids are typically inheriting these accounts, guys, sometimes they're in their highest working years, the highest tax brackets that they're ever in. So this could be a huge potential problem for them. And I don't think that's anything that we want our kids or grandkids to have to go through.
2: Yeah. I think if you were going to pick out one thing in this new law that was negative, it's this inability now to spread out those distributions over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And again, if you now have to take that money within 10 years, then you know that means that again, you're gonna inherit that money at your tax rate. And again, if you're making the most money you've ever made, that means you're gonna probably bump up to a higher tax bracket. So I think the nice thing about it is in the old rules, you had to take those distributions every single year after you inherited the money, you couldn't skip a year. Mm-hmm. Now they don't care. They're like, look, you have 10 years to take it out. You can do it all in one year. You could do it over five years. You could do it equally. You could skip a payment, whatever you want to do. But at the end of the 10 years, all that money has to come out. Mm -hmm. And then again, just to keep Damon and I busy and keep us in a job (laughs) and keep us on our toes. What's funny is all of the money that people had inherited in years past Mm -hmm. from their parents follow the old rules so they can still spread those out over their lifetime
1: all right it's only
2: the new money so now the question we have to ask is okay what year did you inherit this money oh it was 2018 okay here's your options Mm -hmm. oh i got this money in 2020 well then here are your different options so it's going to make it more complicated to figure out how that money must be distributed and people are going to get confused by the different rules they have to follow depending on that but this is probably the negative part of this bill because it's going to limit your ability to spread out the, the distributions, which will potentially cause more tax.
1: And again, I'm a skeptic, guys. So it sounds like to me, Congress is looking at all that money in our retirement accounts and uh, they know, we, they, we've heard about this great big wealth transfer that's coming. It sounds like Congress was kind of on top of this. And there's a reason for this particular rule change.
2: Well, bottom line is, again, if you look at the national debt in our country, it went up another trillion dollars last year so it hasn't stopped it's continuing to rise we so we have some issues in this country as far as our debt so it doesn't take a genius to look out and say well the baby boomers have some of the greatest pockets of money Uh, they have trillions and trillions of dollars in retirement accounts so you know it's not too far-fetched to say some politician is gonna get the bright idea to say you know what if we tax that more we're going to be able to have more money to either spend or pay down on our debt Mm -hmm. so I think the writing is on the wall that that money is going to be taxed more. And this this is one step towards that. There's going to be probably others. So, again, Damon and I beat on our drum all the time with our clients is we need to be more tax efficient. What are the strategies we can be doing now to make it so you keep more of your money? Because it is going to matter. And the more money you can save in your taxes is the more money you get to spend. And just to be clear, we beat the drum, not the client.
1: <laughs> right, right. The drum. The drum beats are just fine, guys. But I'm glad that you remind people you know, the rules are always changing. That's why you have to stay on top of these rules and how they affect you and potentially your family, too. Now, that is one of the big negatives here with the Secure Act. But again, there are some positives. And I think at least Congress is acknowledging, again, the longevity issue. A lot of people are working longer today guys and the next rule change really affects those people who could be continuing to save for their retirement
0: years yeah today's retirees are living about 14 and a half 15 years longer than their grandparents so there's a lot more time and fortunately most of those people are living a good quality of life, Mm -hmm. that they're more active at 70 than they were 10 years ago. And so a lot of these clients, uh, whether they have to work or want to work, are working into their 70s now. And it used to be that when they hit 70, they could no longer contribute to a Roth IRA or traditional IRA. And so that was a negative thing, especially on the Roth side with today's taxes and what we've been talking about. You know, we've got a lot of clients who are, you know, just people that want to be busy and they go out and they'll do something that they just enjoy. Maybe it's, you know, working at a golf course, or maybe it's working at Home Depot and they have this extra money that they're earning, not that they necessarily need it. But they can't put it in a Roth IRA and defer those taxes. Well, now that extra money can be put in there and they can maximize these contributions there to their Roth IRAs and help with this whole tax problem rather than still contribute to the tax deferred stuff and help themselves that way. So this gives people that are still working more opportunities to continue to build that nest egg and to help themselves tax wise.
1: Now, for people who are saving in things like 401ks too, guys, there's a new option that we might see in some of those workplace accounts soon.
2: Yeah, supposedly now they're going to allow annuities as one of the options that a 401k can offer. So again, this is brand new legislation, so it's going to remain to be seen what that's going to look like. So if you've heard us talk about annuities, there's a lot of good and bad about an annuity, Mm -hmm. but one of the advantages that an annuity has is it can create a guaranteed income stream you can't outlive. So it can duplicate or be very similar to the pensions that your parents or grandparents retired on. And that has become kind of a big hot issue. Again, when we sit down with people, the number one concern people have when they walk into their office is I'm worried that I'm going to run out of money. I was just meeting with a client, a potential client. He walked into my office, he had put all of his money into CDs because he had been worried about the market but he was spending about 5% of his nest egg. Hmm. And again, his money's only growing by one or 2% in these CDs. Yeah. So it's declining. And he's 71 years old. And he says, by my calculations with the cost of living adjustments I'm going to need, I think I'm going to be out of money about age 88. Oh, wow. Okay. And so he's like, I'm worried because my dad lived longer than that. And I, you know, I, I don't want to outlive my money. Right. And so he has this concern on his mind saying, how in the world do I accomplish this? And so Again, one of the ways that you can accomplish that, again, you got to be strategic about that. You've got to do your research because, like in everything, there are crummy annuities, there's good annuities, but annuities could provide a backstop for him where he could have some guaranteed income that he's not going to outlive. So Congress has said 401Ks can start adding these annuity options inside of those plans. So I think it's a good idea in concept. My big concern is that the annuities that are offered inside of the 401K won't be as good as what you can get in the open market right and so i'm worried that people are going to put their money into that option and not realize that hey once i retire or when i'm 59 and a half i could roll this money out and i could pick any type of investment i want any annuity that i want if that was what i was looking for as opposed to the one that my hr department picked and i just think that in most cases people are going to be able to get a better deal a better option something that works better for their situation by going on the open market. So I don't know if it solves the problem. I think they're trying to, I mean, people are recognizing that this is a major issue, but I still probably will advise clients to say, let's look at that option inside of the 401k, but then let's look outside and see if we can find something better. And if we can find something better, then maybe we wait to allocate to that type of a strategy when you have the ability to roll those funds out when you're either retired or at 59 and a half or or some other event that allows you to do that. And I think that's probably going to be the way that it's going to be treated.
1: Yeah, because guys, you're already talking to people about these options. You don't have to wait for your 401k plan to offer this within your plan. A lot of people don't realize that, especially after a certain age, you can roll some of that money out and you really do have a world of options out there. You just have to be working with the right kind of people who can show you what those options are and what's best for you.
0: You know, um, I think a lot of people don't realize that they have those options and every 401k plan is governed by their plan documents. But for the most part, ninety ninety five 95 percent of 401ks allow people at 59 and a half the option of rolling what they're currently have while still keeping it open, okay, so you can still contribute and get your match from your company, but taking those, those dollars that are in there and looking outside and rolling them to a traditional IRA so there's no tax implication, and now starting to prepare for retirement. And, and I believe that the reason that law is there is because most 401ks don't do well and don't provide great options for safety and preservation or income. And that's where getting outside of your 401k and getting a plan together gives you the ability through those last working years to really create a good plan that you can work that's going to provide the income and pension-like income that you didn't get because you, you didn't grow up in your grandparents generation right and so you know like Matt said it, it's really gonna we're gonna see how things pan out and how how the law what's actually allowed because you're gonna have a lot of businesses out there who, who see this as a great opportunity to get their particular annuity good or bad into these 401ks because people will choose it just because it's there but just because an options there doesn't make it good and that's where matt and i are doing a lot of educating and a lot of talking with people who come in and say let's look at my 401k and let's figure out what's good in here what's not good what dollars should we be taking outside to get more of what we need and want for this stage of our life
1: do your homework. And again, I think most of our listeners understand, guys, that it's not up to Congress to secure our retirement. It's really up to you today. So if you have some questions for Damon and Matt about how these rule changes might affect you and your retirement strategy, just drop us an email through our website and we might address that on a future episode here. Just follow us at successinthenewretirement.com. dot com. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions.